Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you in your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today, we are recording kind of a special episode because we wanted to share with you guys some of the really personal and deep spiritual transformations and happenings that have been going on in our life recently. Um, Because when we do our human design readings, it is so amazing and beautiful to be able to meet with people and look at their chart. And we always ask them what transformations are going on in their life and what transitions are going on in their life so that that way we can use their human design chart to really give them support because we find that that's one of the most powerful uses of human design is when we have these like big transitions happening in our lives and we're undergoing a lot of change and we're making big choices and we can really either lean into that anxiety at that time and feel overwhelmed by that Or we can use these tools that are here for us to really lean into our inner knowing and lean into our inner wisdom and into our core and into our truth. And so that's one of the things that we think is the most powerful uses for human design is helping us have these tools, helping us know what our authority is so that we can move through these transitions in our life with more grace and with more flow. So in that spirit of hearing all of your guys' beautiful transitions that you're going through, we really wanted to open up our conversation and share with you guys some big transitions that Shayna and I have been going through. Yeah. And it's interesting because we decided to not share these stories with each other um, off of the podcast because it's really important to us to be authentic and to be real and to be ourselves. And um, we believe that there's so much healing that can happen when you are showing up authentically and raw and sharing just as yourself. So um, yeah, we waited to tell each other these (laughs) big um, healing experiences that we had because we wanted you guys to be in on the conversation and to be able to get whatever wisdom or healing or messages that you need to hear from this. And maybe that's why we waited was because we felt that, you know, maybe somebody else hearing this can get their own healing out of just hearing our experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Shana, since we're going to be doing this, this show today about like our real, real and like the shit that's going on in our lives, I was wondering if you would like drop us in with just like a little prayer or an intention setting moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. So again, I'm going to light some Palo Santo. And if you guys are driving, um, don't close your eyes. Um, But if you are listening somewhere where you can just take a moment to just be here right now with us. And I'm lighting some Palo Santo to just cleanse the energies in the room. Anyone listening and cleanse anything that does not serve our highest good right now. Take a deep breath. 
and exhale. And continue to breathe deeply and just be here right now, fully in your body, fully as you are right now. You are enough. You are here. You are present. You are grateful for being able to be here to share, to listen, to feel. And just give gratitude to all things that led you here right now to this moment. And again, breathe in. And a big exhale and settle into your bones. Mm, thank you guys for being here right now. Mm, uh -huh. So um, I just got back from a trip with my husband, Jared, traveling in South America. So I wanted to tell Shana about this since the second I got home, <laughs> but I've been waiting so we could share this conversation with you guys. Um, but one of the things that we did there on that trip in South America was our first um, ayahuasca ceremony. So it was a beautiful and life-changing transformational experience. And um, I've literally been waiting to tell Shana about it <laughs> for like a week and a half or something like since I first saw you and we're like, wait, we're going to do it on the podcast. We're going to share with everyone. And I was like bursting at the seams to just tell you my whole story. It's been painful because we're so used to um, just sharing any and everything all the time that I find myself, even like with my experience with breath work recently, I find myself holding back, um, which I've never had to do when I'm around you. So it feels like, wait, how do I operate at only half sharing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, know? so anyways, I'm excited. I'm so excited. And I you, know. you did tell me though, that it was like beautiful there that you were at this amazing place and that it was the most transformational experience you've ever had, which mm -hmm. I cannot wait to do ayahuasca. I know mm -hmm. that will happen at some point in my life. Yeah. Um, just not right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for everyone listening, I'm sure that you've at least heard that phrase before of ayahuasca, because it's kind of like, I feel like coming into the public eye a little bit more. Um, but basically what it is, it's a plant medicine that comes from South America. And it's a traditional plant medicine that um, people, indigenous people have used for thousands of years um, in ceremony. It's very, very sacred. And it's very connected to their spirituality. Um, and so I've heard it said that like, when it's your time to do this plant medicine, if it is your time, you'll just know, and you'll have this feeling and this calling. And like for Jared and I, we just knew, and we knew like, we have to go do this. Like we have to make this trip. It's the time in our life. Like everything really fell into place as things do when it's in divine timing. Um, so we're on this trip in Ecuador and um, we go to the retreat space to do 
this ceremonial experience. And it was so beautiful and sacred and amazing because First of all, it's on this amazing piece of land out in the Amazon jungle, right on this sacred river that was super beautiful and clear and you could swim in the river. And just like being there in the jungle, that itself was so sacred because the land is so beautiful and you can feel like when you're walking in the land, you can feel how everything is connected and all of the plants and flowers are so alive and lush. And it literally felt like walking in avatar. Like you're taking a step and like everything is alive and there's, there's animals all over the place making their sounds and everything is so colorful and fragrant and there's birds singing. And like, it was just like, being in the jungle was such an experience in itself. And when we got to the place that we were having this retreat, Jared and I, we had this like little beautiful bungalows that were just made out of bamboo and they had like teak wood floors. And the first night that we slept, both of us had dreams of the plant medicine already. Like I kept having this dream the whole night that we were traveling of seeing this like sacred portal of like green swirling sacred geometry. And I was like, what is this? Like it kept popping up in front of me as I'd be walking in my dreams. And then I realized that that was the spirit of mother ayahuasca. And I had been dreaming it every single night. And then like us getting onto the land where we were going to have this ceremony. Like I realized that that was her energy. And so it really was for us, like the the energy of that plant medicine is so connected to the energy of the jungle and to the ancestry of the people who have been living in those jungles because every single plant in that jungle is considered a plant medicine. And um, that was one of the most special parts about our experience was meeting the people who live there and going on hikes and them showing you like this plant is used for prostate cancer and you can put it in a drink and men drink it to prevent prostate cancer. And this um, plant that looks like this heart-shaped leaf, like you ingest it and it's really good for your heart. And they say like literally every single one of these plants is a teacher and is a medicine. And um, everything in our natural world is here to teach us and to guide us and to be this thing that heals us, but also connects us to our own spiritual nature. So just like arriving there was the ceremony already was taking place, you know, learning about the plants and, um, and then we prepared our own ayahuasca medicine, which was really, really special. Um, we like went around and he grows his own vines there on this property, the ayahuasca vine. And then the other component that's in the medicine is this leaf. And so we looked, we went around the property and collected our own plants. And then wow. we prepared our own plants and boiled the, our own medicine. And um, so, yeah, the first night that we actually did the ceremony. We're in this like temple and there's, I think like 11 people that were there together doing the ceremony. And we had heard so many stories up to this point about what our experience was going to be like. And some of the stories were like really scary because of course you hear about people like puking and like having to go to the bathroom all night and like, and also just having really intense experiences or like visions that they get like completely lost Mm -hmm. in. And I think when people tell you their stories, like they're really just wanting to share with you and warn you. But sometimes I feel like they weren't helpful. Like it was just like overwhelming (laughs) to hear everyone's stories. And like, it just made it kind of like a little bit 
scary to think like, oh no, like I'm going to be sick all night long. And I'm like here in the jungle in like a foreign country, like, is this going to be okay? And so even though that was happening mentally, so many times on this trip, I kept going back to my authority from human design, like check in with my emotional authority, like feel in my solar plexus. Like, what do I feel here? Like, what is this telling me? Is this Mm. right for me? And it was so amazing because I really like every step of my whole trip that we were traveling for almost a month, I was using my authority and trusting my body and letting my wisdom, like from the core of my being, tell me what was right for me and what to do next. And it was just so cool because it led me to the exact right place every single time. So even though your mind has this like mental chatter from other people's experiences, from other people's fears and anxieties coming from my spleen and like all these different things happening, um, my authority was telling me like, this is right for you. Like, this is safe. Like you trust this, like this is here for you. And like, this is a really special thing in your life. And so what you look like you're going to say something. Well, yeah, because I'm just, I'm just already blown away because a, I know that you and Jared have been wanting to go to Ecuador for so long for years. And it's just the way that the timing of this trip worked out was just so, um, sacred actually, and like divine and just that you went and from the beginning you were having dreams about, about this plant medicine mm-hmm. and the entire time even just being in the jungle was healing and sacred and connected. Uh It just blows my mind hearing that because I know how the timing of the way that it worked out was so easy. Like it was, Uh it just made sense and it was just happening, but I know that you were wanting to do it for so long. So just hearing how um, the word sacred and divine just keep coming up to me because Uh it just seems so perfectly aligned. Mm -hmm. And then that you got to be a part of the creation of the plant medicine that you were taking. And obviously everyone hears the stories about ayahuasca and you hear some crazy shit. Yeah. (laughs) I've always been a little bit scared of doing it, but also really, really intrigued. And I really want to do it somewhere where, you know, I'm with a shaman and I would love to be in, you know, the Amazon forest Mm -hmm. jungle, I should say, because, Mm -hmm. because of everything that you just said, basically. Yeah. Like I want to be in it. I want to be immersed. I want to be around the plants and Mm -hmm. all of the plant medicine that's there to embrace you and, and hold you in that way. Mm -hmm. And like I was saying earlier, like if people are listening to this and this doesn't sound like something their authority is telling them that is right for them, then it's not right for you at this time. Like this is only right for people when your body's wisdom tells you it is because our bodies are connected to the divine and our bodies are connected to this like sacred higher knowing of what is right for us in our lives. And plant medicine is not right for everyone. And is right for some people. And it's just about like following your authority to that. And like you were saying, Shana, with like taking this trip and taking time off work and the whole thing, like it could have been a really overwhelming experience. But now that we have human design in our lives, we just follow our authority and we use our Mm -hmm. strategy and things really kind of choose themselves. And we don't have to worry about so much like, is this the right timing? Is this the right choice? Instead, it's like, I follow my own authority and it just leads me down this path. That's like everything works. That's the most beautiful thing about human design is that, Mm -hmm. and so many of our clients have said, you know, well, what if I fall back, you know, fall back down and I hit rock rock bottom again. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, now you have human design. 
Like yeah. you didn't have this tool before. And mm-hmm. so now you have it and you literally just, when you are following your strategy and authority, things are just easy. They just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to force to get there. And that's the perfect way to describe this trip and to describe mm-hmm. like you finding this place to ha- do ayahuasca yeah. and like choosing this specific place. Cause you didn't know that you were going to that place until you were there. Right. Right. And actually we had all of the, we have friends that live in South America that are like other rock climbing guides. So a lot of our trip, we had asked them like, where should we go? What are the best places? And we had the most amazing trip ever. Like we spent some time up in the high mountains near Colombia, um, in the Andes and mountaineering and, um, mountain biking and going to the hot springs and rock climbing. And then we had this time, um, in the Amazon doing ceremony. And then we spent some time on the beach surfing. And so we had like this amazing trip, but this part of the trip, um, we had a different plan. And when I got there, I could feel that the other plan didn't feel right for me. And it was scary because it went against plans that we had like made before, but I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is my authority. This is my process. Like I can tell Jared now, like I need to use my authority when I'm re-deciding what we're going to do. And it's going to take me a few days. And he's like, well, what if we don't have a few days? I'm like, we will, because that's how I make decisions and that's what (laughs) needs to happen. And so following my authority and letting this happen and then it working out so in my favor that it was like the only thing that could have ever been. It just like builds that trust within yourself of like to the core that when you follow your authority, like shit works out for you. And there's like this divine path ahead of you that you actively choose, but that it's all connected and that it's all like circular and cyclical and that you're so supported by the divine in choosing that. If you can just trust yourself and listen to yourself and use your authority, which we know in human design that everyone wants to hear about like their channels and their gates and all the things. And that's really helpful. But if you're not using your strategy and authority, none of that stuff matters. Like it's not going to play out the way it's supposed to play out in its highest vibration if you're not listening to your inner wisdom and following it with complete faith and complete trust. So anyways, um, back to like our first night of ceremony. Um, we both were like a little bit nervous because we had, we didn't know what to expect. And so like we laid in the temple before and we really just like tuned in and said like to the nature there, to mother nature, like we trust you And we want the experience that is right for us and that is meant for us. And we're honored to be here. It's so beautiful. It's so sacred. And like, thank you already for just like having us here and being here. And so we had this like intercom within us and um, in this sacred circle of like 11 people that were all sitting together in ceremony. Um, We had learned all about the plant and kind of what it is and how it grows on a physical level, but also they taught us a lot about the spiritual level. And basically what they say ayahuasca is, is the vine of spirits. And so when you ingest this vine, it shows you a different reality than the reality that we live in. Um, It shows you the spirit realm and the spirit reality because all animals and all plants have a spirit attached to them on a higher dimension. Um, that is not the physical thing that we see, but it's, it's spirit version of every single plant, every single animal is like divine and is a teacher and can help you and can help heal you. Whether like you're ingesting the plant or just thinking of the energy of that plant or thinking of the energy of that animal, 
the spirit of that animal, the spirit of that plant can heal you and guide you and protect you. And so when you ingest ayahuasca, um, you're opening yourself up to being able to perceive that spirit realm. And um, so the we had like this shaman that worked with us and he was the most amazing human I've ever met in my life. I feel so grateful to be able to participate in his ceremony because he like when he came into the room, you can just feel like his vibration was so high that he almost didn't feel like a human. Like he almost felt like just a spiritual being and he was so kind. And so he was like a a native Quechua man, 75 years old. And he had been practicing shamanism his entire life since he was a kid. And um, we were meeting him for the first time as he came in to the ceremony and he has like his ceremonial traditional wear on. So he has this feather crown that um, was made out of parrot feathers and these bone necklaces around his neck that are made out of anaconda vertebrae. And just like everything about him was like, it took me back so much because it was so sacred and intentional and just like his vibration. And so you go around the circle and drank your medicine. And then he went around person by person and had them come sit in front of him and did like a clearing on them. And in his clearing process, he would clear your energy with, with these different, um, so he had this like dried leaf feather brush thing that he would brush off your energy and clear your energy. And then he would also use his mouth and his hands to suck energy out of your body in places that you were stuck or like holding on to something. And then he would spit out the stuck stuck energy that he had like cleared from inside your body. And then he would feel what energy you need in your life that you can be supported by. So whether that's like the energy of an animal or the energy of a certain plant or a certain like natural thing. And he would sing the song of that that plant essence or that animal essence into your being. So he was singing and whistling and um, that part of it was so special because I just felt like so blessed and so grateful and so held to be sitting with him. And I trusted him so much, like down to my core, I could feel like our connection with each Mm -hmm. other. And, um, he felt like I kept feeling like his energy felt like a grandmother energy to me. His hands were so soft and kind. And like when he would hold your head and like clear away the energy, like lingering in your, your chakras in your head, like you could feel the care and love and like reverence that you had for each other. Um, so that part of it was really amazing. And then So the first night that we took the medicine, you, after you take it, they turn off the lights and then you sit there in the complete dark in this temple. That's like kind of like a palapa. So you're out, you're, you're hearing the jungle and you're seeing the jungle, but you're like on this hardwood floor with like a roof over you, but the sides are open. So the second Mm. that we took the medicine, um, and then they turn off the lights, like instantly I could feel, I felt so different. Like when they turn off the lights, I could like see everyone's energetic body, like kind of like an x-ray machine or something. Like I could see like the energy and like the wiring and like their aura. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, here we go. What, (laughs) (laughs) what's going to happen? Like, I'm feeling this already. Like what's going to happen next? Um, 
And it was so wild to be in the jungle in the dark because the sounds at night, like the jungle is almost more alive at night than it is yeah. in the day because all of these, these animals are nocturnal, like especially these yeah. bugs that were so loud. And there's all of these fireflies there that have different colors. So there's like green ones and orange ones and yellow ones. And they would come into the temple and fly around these glow in the dark. Wow. Um, so it was literally like avatar. Like you're seeing these like glow in the dark, <laughs> like insane. even at nighttime. Um, so in our first ceremony, um, I went up and did my clearing with him and it was such a profound and like beautiful experience. And then after that, I got well, so like purged into my bucket and you got well, and that's what that's yeah. called. It's so, because AKA you got sick and then got well. Yeah. So basically what they say, the purging part of it is really important because you have these stuck places in your body that you've been holding on to unprocessed energies or experiences. Mm -hmm. And those over time cause dis-ease. And so when you purge, it's your body, it's the plant medicine in your body finding these blockages. And then by puking, you're expelling them and clearing that energy. And so you have like your own bucket and the puking part of it, like people made it sound kind of scary, like, oh, you're going to be sick. And like, you might have to go to the bathroom, like all these things. But actually for me, it felt really good. Like it felt super sacred. Like I could feel my body was like, like giving birth, like freeing these things and then like giving mm -hmm. birth to this new space within me. So it felt like clean to throw it mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Yeah. And natural so crazy. And I'm but sure that for other people, cause I've heard obviously like horror stories of people just like barfing all night long and just being sick the whole time. Mm -hmm. And does that mean that they just have a lot of blockages or that they're not open to the medicine or. I think it can mean any of those things, or it could just mean they're really sensitive and their process yeah. is like more puking than other people. Got um, it. cause okay. I think it's really, every person's experience is completely so unique just like yeah. every person, which I found out later, like at, when we all shared our experience. But so my first night with my visions, um, at first I was seeing like all of this sacred geometry. Like I could see, wait, wait, wait. hold on. So you what? threw up, you got well, uh -huh. then did you like go back to your own room or like, were you back no. in the temple? So the whole time you're in the temple, like on your own little like cot bed thing. And so oh, I was I right see. next to Jared. So you throw up in your bed with like a bucket and it's just right Got by it. you. Okay. Okay. And the okay. whole thing is like in the temple. So it lasts for like hours, you know, six hours or so. Um, and so after I got well, that's when I really started like seeing visions of sacred geometry and like the fabric of everything around me, the air molecules and, um, everything was made out of these like beautiful sacred geometry patterns, um, in beautiful, like rainbow colors and like flower of life and all of these things. And it was like familiar to me because I've done other plant mm -hmm. medicines, like that part of it. Um, but then I had this like really intense, powerful vision that just like came over me. Um, because before that I was like me, like Dana, like sitting on my bed, like seeing flower of life things. I was like, wow, cool. This is pretty. And then mm -hmm. I had this like vision, like <sighs> come over me, of me giving birth, um, to my first child. And it was like, so intense and real. Like it really seemed like the actual occurrence in the future of me giving oh birth gosh. for my first time. And like, I was, you know, I was looking down at my belly, I was like standing, like crouching 
and like pushing and pushing and feeling like I have to be strong. Like I have to keep going. And like, I felt so solid and so like firm in my capability and like knowing like I can do this, just like focus. And like, I was like giving birth silent. Like I wasn't screaming or anything. I just was like focused. And then like the baby came out and it was this little like glow worm, like being, because it wasn't, (laughs) wasn't like a human body, like a boy or girl. It was the soul of my child. And Jared like was standing right next to me in my vision. And he like pulled the baby up and like, we held it. And I was just like in tears, like sobbing in real life, like hysterically sobbing because it was so beautiful and profound. And I felt so much love. Like I felt like my heart could literally burst into like a million pieces. And like Jared was like right by my side and we were holding our little glow worm soul baby and just like (laughs) crying. And there was like all of this like sacred geometry everywhere, this like pink and orange and yellow. And I just kept hearing like the miracle of life, the miracle of life, like this is the miracle of life and it's love. And like the love that you make creates more love and like it's echoed on for eternity. It was just like so profound and like sensory, like real, like I could feel all of the things in my body. And then as I was holding my little baby, I like saw this like zoomed out version of behind me. My mom was holding me as she had given birth to me and behind her, her mother was holding her. And it was like a chain of motherhood, like into the past and into my ancestors of my grandmother holding my mother and her mother holding my grandmother and her mo- her mother holding my great grandmother. And it went all the way forward to me. Little soul beings, like little glow right. worm souls. Yeah. And then wow. me holding my baby. And then it went forward into the future and my baby holding her daughter and her baby and her like going on forever. And it was like this cycle of motherhood and the sacredness of becoming a mother and how like life-giving it is. Like it was just so profound and beautiful. And I was literally like sobbing, crying. Um, So that was, that was my main like vision that I had the first night. Um, But I also because that's so in like aligned with the visions that I had in my breath work. Really? Yeah, that it's crazy hearing you talk about it. Because I haven't heard about it yet. We're going to talk about it next. I know. So that's just crazy. Okay. I know. And it's crazy because um, we did this around the same time. Like you were off um, in Ecuador and I was home and I was doing other healing stuff. And I literally did this breath work while you were gone and haven't talked about it, but literally so, so similar experience, um, which I'll tell you my details later, but okay. So you had this main wow. vision and that's did that crazy. Like, take, I know it's insane. Yeah. Um, did you, did that take up the whole first night or that was, that was just like one part of it. And I also experienced like so much like other, like smaller things, but that was like the main vision. That was like the most profound for me because like afterwards I was left feeling like such a clear knowing that, okay, in this stage of my life, like I really felt so clear with who I am and so proud of who I am. And I felt so strong and I felt like my relationship with my husband is so strong and so good. And like, I was kind of expecting 
something scary or negative or traumatic to come up unexpectedly Mm -hmm. because I had heard so many stories about that. So I didn't think that I had any trauma that would come up that I wasn't aware of and that I haven't already like processed. But I was like, I know that that can happen. So I was prepared for like kind of just darker things to come that maybe I have to work through. And instead I was given this vision and I was told that like, everything in your life at this point is so clear and so like at its highest growth and that the next step in your life is to have a family and to give birth and like that you're ready. Like, you know, that's my next lesson that I'll go through and learn. And it wasn't scary. It was just like, like really what I got from it is how important it is and like important to me it is and important to my soul's evolution as a person and the love and sacredness of motherhood. And mm-hmm. so really like it was really special, but I also had all these other crazy things happen, like little things. Like when he was brushing my energy with this fan leaf, like he came around with the leaves and he makes these sounds like, and I saw like a thousand hummingbirds like, and like swirl past my face. And like, they're, they're like wingtips brushed my face. And I, felt like they were so beautiful. And I got like this clear message, like this feeling like you are like the hummingbird, like you're here to spread joy and light and love and you are sacred and you do have this medicine, but that medicine is to bring this joy and lightness and beauty to the world. So I had like all these little like pieces that were all over the place, but that was like the main powerful vision. So then after that, then you guys all sit in circle and share and did other people have like crazy experiences? So after that, it's nighttime and most, some people slept in the temple, like after the ceremony was over and after the shaman was done doing clearings on everyone. Um, But Jared and I went back to our room and honestly, it was so hard to walk like (laughs) through, which they, they warned us, like we were fully prepared about how our body would physically react because it doesn't really feel like, um, like once you are done with like visions, if you have any, um, you feel really clear again, like totally normal. At least that's how I felt, but they did warn us, like, it's going to be really difficult to walk. Like your balance is going to be a little off. So like walk really slowly and like be really careful and like, let us know if you need help. There was people there that were trained like to help us. And all of those people were so kind and so on it. But at the end of the night, Jared and I decided to go back to our room basically because he wanted to tell me about his vision like he could not be (laughs) silent and so we like walked back through our room like through the jungle in this like alive ass avatar world in the jungle (laughs) like huge giant amazonian spiders and like all these things like night birds that were like calling and like oh my god two cans and so we went back to our room and slept and then woke up the next morning and then in the day you all meet together with the shaman and you talk about your experience um and share with each other and share with the shaman and then he gives you feedback from that first night and helps you digest the experience and that part of it was extremely powerful because like everyone that you're sitting in ceremony with, like you're connected as a unit. So even though you have your own experience and you're completely unique, their experiences are a part of your experience. And like you have this collective energy that is supporting each other and healing together and being Mm. in that ceremony together. Yeah. So that part of it was really fascinating because Jared and I have both done plant medicines before. So we kind of had this sort of feeling of knowing what to expect as far as like having a 
a medicine enter your body and then having your consciousness shift and like what that felt like. So we were thinking for a lot of the other people that were in the circle with us that had never done any plant medicines, never done any hallucinogens in their whole life. We were thinking if they had the experience that we had last night, that must've been crazy for them because like we were seeing visions and like all these patterns and colors and sacred geometry and just like this whole experience. And so like in the next day we asked everyone, like, how was your night in circle? And some people were like, Oh, I felt absolutely nothing. And we were like, what? Shocked. We were <sighs> like, how did you feel? Absolutely nothing. And they're like, yeah. Cause we all drink the same amount of medicine. And they're like, yeah, I felt absolutely nothing. And I didn't get sick. And some people did get sick, but they still felt nothing. And we were literally shocked by that because it was like, we had such a powerful experience and such powerful visions the first night. Um, But then they said, yeah, possible that you can drink the same amount and not have a vision or not even get sick. Like I I thought that everyone... Like I thought that that was a given, like you take the medicine, you're going to have a vision you'll, you, and you'll like it or you won't. Right. I know because I've taken other like hallucinogens, like mushrooms, for example. And it's like, if you eat a certain amount of mushrooms, like you're going to feel effects, whether they're positive or negative, like you're going to feel altered yeah. in yeah. like a specific way based on the dosage that you took. But for uh-huh. ayahuasca, it's not like that. Um, So they explain that like some people just need more medicine than other people for their body to have a reaction. And then for other people, if they're not open to having an experience of seeing visions, like their consciousness is not at a high enough vibration to feel open and like they don't really want to, or they don't trust the experience, then the plant medicine will not give them an experience because they're not open to it. Wow. So that was a learning experience for me. I had no idea that it could be like that. And so we talked with everyone. And actually that first night out of the 11 people that were there, Jared and I were like two out of just a small handful of people that felt anything. So other people were, they really learned a lot from our visions because they didn't have any that night. And so in that way, we really work as a collective, like my experience teaches them and their experience taught me something that I didn't understand before. Mm -hmm. So it was really powerful to sit with the people that we sat with and we became so intimate and so close. And the environment there was just so beautiful to have sacred circle and share like that with such like authenticity and openness Mm -hmm. and um, you were so taken care of physically and so safe physically that emotionally, like you really got to know the other people that were in circle with you. So I was really grateful for that. But I was like freaking shocked that people felt nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the second night, because you do the ceremony two nights in a row um, and the whole day in between, you're still in ceremony. You're, you're eating food that is vegetarian and that is really light with like not very much salt or sugar so that your body is in like an optimum state to process this medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you're given time to rest and journal and reflect and just be really like calm and quiet because you still really feel like you're in this ceremony and one of my favorite things the like in between the daytime in between you do this um plant bath where they make this tea of different plant essences like flower petals and different like plant plant leaves and things like that and then you go out into the jungle and you have this bathing ceremony um where they 
pour this warm water over you and you take in um, through your skin these this tea of different plants. And all of these plants are um, chosen because they have essences of sweetness and they'll give you strength and kind of restore your body and help you to process things and feel like a lightness and love instead of feeling like mm-hmm. drained or tired. And that part of it was so beautiful and special and powerful to me because they say that your skin is like your second mouth. You know, you're ingesting like a tea and getting the medicinal properties through your mouth, but you also are through your skin and through your pores. And I really felt it like having like all of the parts of it that were ceremonial were just as special and as important as the actual like medicine in circle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So So, second night visions, I need to know. So second night, um, some people after speaking with the shaman and that part of it too was incredible. Like hearing him, you tell him about your vision and then he would reflect back to you and help you understand it and digest what you saw. And like just hearing him speak was so powerful. I was literally in tears because I just felt so grateful to have be connected with him and to have ceremony with him. Like I just felt so profoundly honored and grateful. Um, And he told me that the reason that I had powerful visions was because I trusted the plant and I was open to it and I was open to her. And he felt when I took the medicine, I said a prayer before I, I took it in my head and they said, I trust you. And he said, I felt you say that. And I was like, wow, because mm. I didn't say it out loud. I said it to myself mm-hmm. before I took it. Um, so the second night, some people took more um, after after dissecting and digesting their experience with him. Some people took mm-hmm. more medicine and I took just a little bit more. So still like a pretty small amount. And the second night um, was like a whole different experience for me on a whole nother level. <laughs> like after we took the medicine and they turn off the lights and it's dark and you're hearing the sounds of the jungle. And I'm like, okay, this is familiar. Like night two, I got this. And any like fear or butterflies that I had had the first night were completely gone because now I knew this experience. Familiar. Yeah. And, and that I trusted, like, I know what's going to happen to my body. I know I can handle it. Like I just felt so happy and good and there and totally present. And like, I didn't have Mm -hmm. anyone else's voice in my head. So I was really like more ready the second night. And, um, I started like, I was sitting in my bed, I think, but I started like, (laughs) (laughs) like, walking sort of with my hands and like swaying my body, my head, like to the right and to the left. And I was like, what am I doing? And then like my eyesight started changing and I'm looking with my eyes open, like out into the jungle, but I start seeing everything in like this, like 3d sacred geometry map of like distance between things. I could see all of the plants and I could see like um, in black and gray, like coloring, but like a three-dimensional, like force field of like every creature and animal around me. And I was like moving my eyes in like slow motion, like right to left, like scanning the jungle around me. And I felt so like intense and like dropped into like the nature, like the earth where I was, I could feel the earth, like pulsing beneath me. And then I realized that I was a jaguar like I was literally, <laughs> I was literally inside a jaguar's body 
looking out its eyes, walking through the jungle, scanning everything around me. And oh my gosh, because they they can't see you, but you're literally the way that you were saying <laughs> when you were telling me that I was like, you look like you're kind of like a snake or like a um like a cat even just like the way that your body was moving and you were like, why am I moving like this? But you couldn't help it. You just were. Yes. And then I literally realized I'm a Jaguar and I was like, not Dana anymore. I was a Jaguar. Holy shit. And it was so powerful. Like it's hard to even put into words how powerful it was, but I was looking through its eyes, seeing what it sees and I was so connected to the land and to the other animals around me that I could feel their presence through my eyesight, but like on a deeper level, like I could feel like the electromagnetic field of every other being. And I knew exactly where every other being was. And I was like this ancient, like connected earth energy. And I was so fierce and powerful, literally the apex predator of that jungle. Like I was the queen of the jungle and I wasn't hungry at that moment, but I had this feeling like any moment I wanted to, I could catch something and rip it up with my teeth and like eat it for dinner. So that was obviously like a very violent and like fierce experience, which Dana doesn't eat meat. And I don't experience a feeling like that. Like I would literally rather die than kill an animal. And so feeling that and then feeling the neutrality of it and how that wasn't actually like a negative thing or a violent thing that I eat other animals because I am connected to all animals and the flow of life. And so like me killing another animal is part of nature eating itself. And Mm -hmm. I felt this like sacredness and neutrality in that because I honor and respect all other creatures around me because we are one ecosystem. And so So you felt it in like a really primal, just like truth way because you were a Jaguar and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. And (laughs) I could even like slow down time a little bit with my like awareness so that I could see things in slow motion or I could speed up time so I could catch things faster. So when I would like jump off of trees, I could slow down like my awareness of time so that I could land precisely And like, I was just so tuned in and sometimes I would scare the shit out of myself because I was like, I'm a Jaguar right now. Is this okay? Am I okay? Like, where's Dana? And then I would be like, no, you're fine. You're a Jaguar. Like pay attention, learn what you're supposed to be learning right now. You're fine. And so I would like be a Jaguar again. And it was so, it's kind of hard to explain what I learned, but basically I saw the world from a jaguar's perspective, what it feels like to be them, what are its strengths, what, in what way does it see things? In what way does it know connection and life? And Mm -hmm. like, I learned from the wisdom of the jaguar. And the whole idea is that now I know that wisdom and I can channel it to heal me and use it when I need it as like Dana. And that's the whole thing Mm -hmm. about the way that they use animals as energetic teachers is you learn the perspective of that animal and then you can call it in to your life so I had that experience in the beginning of my second night to kind of like ease me in to the rest of the experience but basically long (sighs) long story short I met mother ayahuasca and she told me that like I was allowed permission to see anything I wanted and that 
she was going to leave the door completely open for me because she, she thought I was ready. And like, I trusted her and she trusted me and she was like, okay, here you can see anything you want. And so that's really where like things got a little more confusing because I was literally seeing like all of these different realms of existence all on top of each other. And like, I was in the forest where we were seeing like the spirit realm. And then I could see all of these dimensions and levels above it. And I could like go into any dimension I wanted and know anything I wanted. Like I could zoom into the cells of something and see how the cells worked and I could zoom out. And I was seeing like six or seven visions at once. Like I was in more than one place at one time. What? Yeah. So it was very like, confusing at times because I could literally do anything I wanted and time and space wasn't real. And like, there wasn't anything that was singular, like everything was connected to everything else and like happening on different levels at different times, all at the same time. And so that part of it, like, I really had to just like buckle my seatbelt and be like, okay, just like learn, wow. like just go to these different places and like, see what you want to see. And, um, then I had a second vision of shape-shifting into a dolphin, which was a lot more pleasant than being a jaguar for me as Dana, because it was so loving and peaceful and like sentient and so special. Whereas like the jaguar was like primal and fierce and crazy and sensual and like wild. And then being the dolphin, I was once again, like in its body, looking out of its eyes, swimming in the ocean And I felt so much love in my heart. I literally felt this like ecstatic feeling in my chest that I was connected to all of life, connected once again to all other beings in the ocean. And I could feel my love for them and like my um, desire to help everything around me and to make everything well, because I was everything around me and connected to everything. So looking out of my eyes, swimming as this dolphin, I could see in between my eyes, my giant third eye, it was like huge. And I realized that it was my sonar. And it was like, oh my gosh, giant, like egg in between my eyes that I could send out my thoughts through my sonar of this like sound wave through my third eye and I could send it out and other dolphins could perceive it and hear my thoughts. And like, I didn't have to be close to them to communicate with them because I could send out through my sonar and then receive through my sonar, the thoughts and ideas of other dolphins. And I could even send out like my physical form as like a hologram through this sonar sound so that I could like be with other dolphins, even when we weren't physically together. Holy shit. Yeah. So <gasps> that's crazy. Yeah. So that part of it was really pleasant because it was singular. I was seeing one vision at a time. It was really earthy and embodied. And then like I would go back to this like quantum realm where I was seeing this like crazy, like energetic web of life where like literally anywhere I wanted would could be a portal to like another place. And like be it was really like colorful and I was seeing all these different visions, like literally thousands almost at a time. That is crazy. Yeah. And later what I kind of got from that whole experience, like the main message that I got was that our existence here in this 3d realm, it seems really singular and it seems like things are difficult. Like there's only one linear path to get what you want. 
But what I saw on this higher realm is that like all things are connected and that all you have to do is like think of something in order for it to come to you and be a part of you because all things are connected. So you can ask for help from a plant energy and just by thinking that it will help you, it will. And Mm -hmm. believing that that's real is what the thing that opens you up to receiving from that place, from that truth, from that level of truth. So like there literally is no limits. There literally is no distance between things. Anything that you want is already connected to you. And all you have to do is think about it in order for it to come and be a real thing in your life that helps you. So it was just kind of limit that thing to like having to make sense in this linear one specific way. Right. But to just say, just think about the thing that you want because there's infinite ways that it can get to you. Right. And that all, all plants, all animals that exist on the spirit realm that are sacred are wanting to help you and are supporting you. And that all you have to do is think of them in order for them to come into your life and support you. And like, I say that all the time in my normal life as Dana before this experience that we're supported (laughs) by all of these things in these different realms, but I've never seen it proven to me in that way. So that was, that's what it was for me was like showing me the proof that things exist limitlessly with like literally infinite possibilities. And all you have to do is use your awareness to find that thing. And if you have the awareness to perceive it, then it can happen for you. And I was like, basically shown that proven that from going and traveling in all of these different dimensions and realms. So it was really powerful for me because it was proof for something that like, I've always wanted to believe in Um, and like actually seeing it in a quantum way, like seeing the quantum realm, it was really powerful. And I feel like it freaking bursted me wide open. Like, because we, we accept these limits and these conditionings and we believe that our world is so linear and unchangeable. And that is so not true. And so seeing that um, in that way, like it really opened me up and changed me. And I just keep hearing you say like me as Dana yeah, um, <laughs> over and over because it's literally just like with ingrained in you now of how you your essence is that glow worm. Yeah. And that your, your avatar is Dana. And so like you, that little glow worm soul essence is what we all are. And as Dana, this seems weirder as Dana, this seems like something Dana wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you were so tapped in and now you just have this truth that you're not, always just Dana and that you're so much more than you. Mm -hmm. You're so much more than you. (laughs) Right. And like that, that truth alone is something that we know, but like to, to feel it in Mm -hmm. your very core essence and have it be Mm -hmm. shown to you in like such a insane, unfathomable way, because you could never have imagine that you could see a thousand visions at one time. How can you possibly do that? And that just goes to show you that everything is possible. That to even say that you can't see more than one thing at a time is a limiting belief. And to like fully surrender to just being open to being able to even see a thousand 
visions at one time is the true definition of surrender. And yeah. so many people ask me, like, how do you see visions during breath work? And how do you, um, or even see visions, I guess, during ayahuasca, you know, um, since I guess not everyone has that. And I think that the, the answer is surrender that you have to mm-hmm. fully just like really, really, really open yourself up and give in and accept whatever is going to be shown to you and not try to micromanage it and control it and make the image or make the vision or pull yourself out, like really just be there and Mm -hmm. like, let it, let it be what it is, what you're going to see. I love that you got what I was saying because I tried to tell my mom my experience and she literally (laughs) was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, mom, it was so profound. Like literally everything exists on a higher realm. Everything's connected. There are no limits. You can choose anything at any time, simply with your awareness, if you believe that you can do that. And so now that I know that in this human experience, I know that anything is open to me. And she was just like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just too much. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I love that you got what I was saying and heard me. And it's so true. Like our limiting beliefs and our version of reality really is what we've been taught to believe. Like we have this accepted version of reality that we all agree upon Mm -hmm. and it's collective and our awareness is the thing that creates our reality. So if your awareness is open to understanding that there's things that are real that you can't see or perceive, then you shift and you're able to tap into that limitless potential because you exist, you are aware that it exists. So it's really is so much in life about being open and wanting to expand because it's scary to expand past our comfortable, limited perceptions, right? Because so far we've developed our five senses to keep us alive in this physical world, but we're evolving past that. And we're evolving into this like understanding and remembering of our true essence as spiritual beings into the true nature of reality, which is a limitless, open, connected oneness that is really different than what we're used to seeing in our physical form. So like having that shift of awareness and it's something that I've been choosing with my free will as Dana in this 3D world, but having this experience blow it wide open for me and show me in Mm -hmm. such a profound, like real way. um, I really feel like I can never go back to feeling like there's things I can't do because it's not true. I can literally do anything. And I've, I've seen now that I'm supported by everything and that all I have to do is ask for support from literally anything, from any plant, from any animal energy, from any spirit guide, from any ascended master, because all things are real on some level. And mm-hmm. like, all you have to do is open yourself up to that energy to be able to infuse that energy into your life and have it support you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel that in my bones, like in my essence, in my mm-hmm. cells, I feel that is just such a strong truth. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And just to give you some contrast, Jared's second night, he also had a profound experience, but completely different and unique than mine. And he was like, I was just laying there, like feeling my body and I could feel my 10 toes and how symmetrical and perfect they were. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I've never been grateful for my toes before. Like my little toe that helps me balance and my big toe <laughs> that helps me like rock climb and like my middle toe that I clip when it's time to clip my toenails. Like oh I loved, he's like, I loved all of my toes. And like, I was so grateful for their 
to have this body that's perfect and symmetrical. And like, I just loved my toes. And I was like, that's great, babe. Like, that's an amazing (laughs) experience. And it was. And then he's like, so what did you feel? And I was like, wow, I went to the quantum (laughs) realm and like, there was no time or space. And like, there was no distance between things. Everything was connected. I could choose any reality at any time from any dimension. And he was like, okay, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) So both were really profound experiences. And it just like, totally depends on your level of awareness because I well, really there's a lesson in everything. Right. And it's for you. It's designed it's for, for you. you. So yeah. when you meet this plant spirit, because it really is a spirit entity of the plant that is a teacher and she can feel what it is that you need, what it is that you're open to. And she gives you an experience that's right for you. So for people that didn't have, some people had um, a little bit of a scary experience or like darker visions. And it's because she opened them up to what was an a necessary open amount for them. And then within that realm, they needed to have that dark experience to sort through things and to get past fears. And so like literally everyone has the experience that's meant for them. And the plant teacher is there to open your awareness to the correct level for you and where you're at. So as profound as this experience was for me, um, I also was shown that you do not need plant medicines to open your awareness at all. And in fact, just taking these plant medicines won't open your awareness. Like you have the the potential at all times with just your breath, um, with just meditation to transcend and to raise your awareness and to open yourself up to this higher version of reality. And that like these plant medicines can help you if that's what's right for you and you're using them with a ceremonial experience um, and a shaman that's helping clear your energy with you. But also like you can open yourself up to this vibration just from living your life and doing breath work and doing meditation. And like, that's the real work. And like, no matter what modality you use to get there, you, you are empowered to do so all by yourself, which kind of leads us to your story, Shana, we talk about breathwork a lot, but we love breathwork and it's a similar experience having these mind opening experiences and these visions that, you know, wherever you believe they come from, like, you know, if you think that they come from your subconscious or if you think they come from higher like realms of spirit or of God or whoever, you have these experiences that open you up and that make a transformation in your life because suddenly you're aware of something that made this like quantum leap of healing in your body. So I was having this experience with a plant teacher, ayahuasca. And at the same time, you were having a transformational experience with just doing breath work. So I want to hear about it. I'm ready. Okay. So I, well, first of all, I've been, I guess, um, not sure if I wanted to talk about this on the podcast because I just wasn't sure if I should talk about this to our listeners. And then I just decided, fuck it. Like if I'm, if, if you guys are going to be open with me and Dana and the things that we're talking about, I have to be open as well with mm-hmm. the things that are happening in my life and the transitions. So back in December, my father did actually pass away. And, um, it's March now we're actually recording this on the full moon, which is really significant because, um, when my dad passed away, he, I received his ashes a week later on the full moon, the last full moon of the decade, 12, 12, um, Mm. 19. And so it was like the last big full moon and just the energies 
were really um, potent, I guess you could say. And I made mm -hmm. Brian because um, I was in DC and Brian was here. He ha had been out there with me, but then he flew back here um, for work. And on the full moon, the day I got my dad's ashes, I had Brian bring out all of our crystals because normally that's something that I would do if I was there. And I was like, please bring them out. Like I feel my dad's energy in this full moon and I just feel really connected to it. So it's just crazy that we're talking about this and I'm finally um, sharing open it to sharing about it. Yeah. On a full moon. Oh, um, yeah. And also my dad's birthday was two days ago. So it yeah. just feels really, really connected to him in some way. So um, anyway, so I was, as I've mentioned on here before, I, you know, I'm not very connected with my mom and with a lot of my family. So, um, I was definitely the main person to, to take care of my dad, um, with his health and with his doctors and with all the things. And so I stayed in DC to take care of everything. And the last few months I've been going through these, just this, um, I guess I want to say strengthening process of like shedding, grieving, realizing my strength, realizing my power, um, realizing that I don't need um, anything but my own self-love to grow and to change and to succeed and to be happy and to experience love and to heal. So um I did obviously go through weeks where I was angry and where I, you know, had all of the different grieving processes. And it was interesting because my dad passed away and then, you know, Dana was here with me for a bunch of orders and a bunch of things that we had to do and events and things like that. So it was kind of like a whirlwind of stuff. I didn't really have time to grieve or to process really. And then, um, Dana went to Ecuador the day that I went to Arizona to do my dad's memorial. So that's why the timing of Dana's trip was just so divine because it was, it was like, she, you were going off to this journey and I was going off to this journey and we both needed space separately because we needed to process things separately because so much of our lives we do together and mm -hmm you know, we're constantly on FaceTime and talking and working and, um, we're so there for each other in every aspect of our lives. I feel like you're just a part of me and mm -hmm. it's just like what I do, you do and vice versa. And what happens to me also is happening to you and, and vice versa. Right. And so to have this, the, both of these really big experiences, um, or I guess transitions for me to be able to have a month where you're in Ecuador having these life-changing experiences and I'm having a month to process and to grieve without you there to, to lean on was actually mm -hmm. really good and yeah. so divinely timed that all of this happened. Cause so for so long, I was thinking like, why did this happen right now? And, you know, it's not fair. And, you know, and now I have no parents and I'm abandoned, like all of these thoughts, right. That happen when you're grieving. And I just feel so grateful that I had that time alone away from you because I was mm -hmm. able to process my healing in a way that was for me and just me. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
totally. So it's kind of hard to explain, but I felt the same thing. Like when I was gone on that trip, like it all just kind of happened. Like I planned that trip before we knew obviously that your dad was going to pass away. And then the timing of it, and I knew like, wow, like she obviously needed this time alone to process and to not work because we're both taking a vacation, even though mine's like a vacation and hers is a deep introspective healing of grief. And like, I felt you the entire time when I was on my trip, I felt you every moment that my heart would like feel kind of broken that I knew that you were going through that, but I knew like, this is divine timing. Like this Mm -hmm. happened for a reason. Yeah. And during that, those, you know, three weeks, I didn't, um, I just gave myself that time to, you know, watch movies on the couch, to do nothing, to sleep, to rest. Um, I was still doing, you know, work here and there, but I was really trying to just let myself feel all the things and not judge them. Mm -hmm. And, um, a big part of, I guess, guilt that I was processing before I did this breath work was that um, when my dad passed away leading up to it, the days leading up to it, he had been in and out of the hospital. He was in DC. I was here. Um, and so it was. it's hard for me to, it was hard for any of us to help him because he's so far away and to know what was going on with him really like medically. And so um, he had been at his house and no one could get a hold of him. So I made, I called this friend who I barely knew, had him go over there. He checked on him. My dad refused to go to with the ambulance. He needed to go. And then his friend left and I begged him to go back. And then he did all this stuff. Right. So finally my dad got to the hospital and I just talked to his doctors and I could hear my dad talking in the background, but they were like, he's fine. He's, you know, you know, he's, going to recover. And he's, he just had a seizure and da, 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 and he's okay. I was like, okay. So then I then, you know, talked to them a few hours later, I was about to go into a movie. And so then I just talked to the doctors. I can again, hear him in the background. And then I went into the movie. Then they called me when I was in the movie, came out, I'm telling you this for a reason, cause it comes up in my breath work. Um, I come out of the movie and I do talk to my dad for like a few minutes and he's being, you know, very repetitive and the same things that he's always saying. So I'm kind of rushing him because I'm at a movie and I'm like, yeah, dad, no, I'm glad that you're feeling good. Like this is crazy. But, and he's, my dad's very joyful, very cheerful. Like everything's fine all the time. Um, even when it's not, it's like almost too much, (laughs) but, um, so I go back in and then later that night, the doctors are like, you know, saying that, he's having a hard time breathing, but he's doing okay. And I can again, hear him talking in the background, but I don't, for some reason, I don't ask to talk to him. And I just talk to the doctors and I know my dad didn't have his phone on him to be able to call anyone or be able to talk to anybody. And then of course I go to bed and I wake up the next morning. The doctors tell me that, you know, he's an organ failure. He's not going to make it. And that I have to fly out there like right then, um, to handle everything. So I do. But in my grieving process, like in that month that you were gone, I was struggling with a lot of guilt feeling like, why didn't I talk to him? Like I I kept having dreams of him, his voice, like in the background of some place that I couldn't get to, but that he was talking to someone else or to the nurses. And like, I could hear his voice, but like from afar. And I had so much guilt around like, 
you know, you didn't get to say goodbye to your dad. You didn't get to talk to him because you only talked to his doctors. Like he didn't have his phone. Was he lonely? Like, how are you not there for him? All these things, right. That I was processing. So I had these three weeks of just like anger and guilt and being upset. And I was debating going to a grief counselor because I've never dealt with anger before. I'm always so happy. And, um, and so I went to a grief counselor and it was awful. The therapist was just like, (laughs) so she didn't understand anything that I was talking about. She was like, first of all, she had me meet her because it was more convenient for her at that day at a school, like in a spare classroom. And I first in like an elementary like, school in an elementary school. Yeah. Like there's little kids and, walking around. <laughs> yeah. And I go in and I'm like, I'm sorry. I just have to tell you, I feel really uncomfortable talking here because I believe that everything is energy and I don't want to spew out this energy in a place where children live half their day to learn and to play and to grow. I just don't feel comfortable talking here. And she's like, Oh, uh, I didn't think about that. I just thought, yeah, I was just thinking if the children would be bothering us. And I was just like, you're not my, (laughs) you're not my, (laughs) my teacher. Like she, she just wasn't everything that I talked about, about energy or about, um, growth or about my being or my essence. She was looking at me like I was a crazy person. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is not the way that I'm supposed to get healing. And I'd been hesitant about breathwork because I'd been scared to kind of break that open, if you will, because breathwork's mm-hmm. always been really intense for us and always seeing visions. Mm-hmm. And um, like it can be really intense crying and really intense, just things can come up. So I'd been hesitant to do breathwork because I was just afraid of that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I just said, you know what? Like it's a full moon. It was a full moon again. And so I was like, it's a full moon and there's a theme with this with my dad. So I'm just going to go. And I did. And I did the breath work. And for the first like two rounds of it, I didn't have any visions at all. And it was just breathing and kind of clearing out. And then the last one, I just like surrendered so deeply of just like, like that, not that you have when you're grieving, I just like broke it open of like, I'm just going to surrender. So I did. And instantly I saw my higher self and my dad's higher self. And anytime that I've seen my higher self, she's, it's been a a she or he, and she's kind of looked like, I don't know, an uh, older woman with long hair and, or a man with long hair. And I've, oh, they've been very big, like almost like avatar esque. And, um, I always see the same exact looking essence, right? When I think of my higher self. And so I saw my higher self and I saw my dad's higher self and I saw him like touch my head. And like, I just knew he didn't say anything, but the words that I heard were, this is a gift. This is a gift. That's all I kept hearing was this is a gift Like his death, his passing is a gift. And even though that's hard to wrap your head around, like, like I could see like, there's a lesson to be learned there. And, you know, with someone passing, like there's growth to be had and like, this is helping your life in some way. But to think like someone dying is a gift Mm -hmm. was just like, it like shook me. 
my higher self. And then I saw like this light, he like touched my head and my head like opened up with light and my higher self like peeled down and a new person was there. And it was, she, it was a, she kind of like gender neutral. neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Like androgynous, androgynous. Yeah. And, um, younger though, but much wiser, like Mm. so much younger, but so much wiser and strong. And, um, it was like my dad birthed this new being in me and my higher self came through and the old higher self, like went and like floated away, (laughs) like left. Mm -hmm. And this new being that I was, I took my, my two fingers, like on each hand. And I like took this black paint and I like, um, smeared these two lines, like almost making an arrow underneath my eyes. And then two lines like up on my forehead and on my chin down. And then when I went over my forehead with my two fingers, I like went down the back of my, my head with them. And then like behind me were these people, these hands that were reaching out and one hand, one person was behind me and touching the back of my shoulders, like the back of my back and touching my back. Jesus the back <laughs> of my back, okay, <laughs> was touching my back <laughs> and behind them was someone, same thing, arm fully extended, touching their back, touching their back. And it went all the way, all the way, all the way back. But it went back like, um, like an arrow from my back. So like there was like one two person, lines? two people. Yeah. So there's two people with their hands touching my back and they went off like an arrow outwards, so like one yeah. line going to the right, the other going to the left. It's hard to explain this without people being able to see me. Yeah. But, um, and then the way that the lines of people that were extended and touching went was like, um, out like two lines going out and then the two lines going back in and then the two lines going out and the two lines going back in. So, so like a pattern, diamond. Yeah, it made like a diamond and then another diamond and another diamond going backwards away from me. Mm -hmm. And all of these like thousands and thousands and thousands of beings behind my one like badass freaking like tribal warrior paint, warrior paint, right? They were right behind me and they went back. And then all of a sudden those diamonds like were swirling and I could see that it was like a DNA strand. Like the way that the lines were going in and out and in and out. And it was this DNA strand of all of these beings, all of these people that were here, that I was a link in this DNA strand. And then ahead of me, I saw the same thing that I was this link in the strand that, and it was going in and out and out ahead of me. And, um, and I felt so supported that every, every single person behind me was holding me up, was holding me together. And I was holding up and holding together every single person ahead of me. And if Mm. I wasn't there, the whole thing would fall apart. And if one of those other people wasn't there, the whole thing would fall apart. And we were just so connected. And it was like the truth of our being, of our essence, that it's, it's not that, are you supported? Are you held? Are you um, being watched over? Like, there's no, there's no other way, but that to be true, because it's part Mm -hmm. of your DNA makeup. It's part of your, your cells. It's part of everything. So I felt, I like saw this so strong. And then I saw myself, this being 
take this arrow and like point, like pull it back and just like focus in on something. I couldn't tell what it was and just let go. And right when the arrow let go, I was transported same style as like my previous breath work that I shared that was like arrival esque mm-hmm. where time is not real. I was transported to the hospital that my dad was at when I was on the call. And I was on the call with the doctor and the doctor was talking and I, my being me now was laying in bed next to my dad in the hospital bed. And just like with my head on his heart and just like holding him and like breathing. And he like knew that I was there and I would just like held him and we just breathed together, which when I was in the hospital with him, when he was on life support, I kept putting my head on his chest and like just listening to him breathe. And I'd breathe with him and like sync up our breath just to feel him, his essence. And I didn't know why I was doing that at the time. Like I just felt like I just felt I, my body literally pulled me to do it. So when I was in this breath work and I pulled that arrow back, I was literally transported laying next to him in the hospital, like holding him, breathing with him, laying with my head on his chest. And I could see the doctor off in the corner on the phone talking to me. I could hear my voice talking to the doctor. And I was then saying like, like, dad, I'm checking on you. You're not alone. You're fine. And I was just like holding my dad and my dad felt me like he felt Mm -hmm. me now. Mm -hmm. And so it it was like how I was explaining before in my breath work that the younger child in me needed me to do breath work, to come back, to then hold my youngest self and tell me that I was going to be okay. Like the, like I went back now and healed my dad then. So even though at that time I wasn't, I, I thought that my dad was alone like he wasn't alone because I did this breath work and I went and I laid with him and I laid in that space with him probably for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and like real minutes in breath work time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just felt him and, and he just felt peaceful. Mm-hmm. Like he felt like happy and he felt fine and he felt, um, not alone. And, um, And so I kind of just like let go in that space and I floated back to like this, I guess, room of our higher selves, like where that being was, where my dad's higher self was. And I saw his hand like extended towards me and, um, and he, his higher self didn't look like him. It just was him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, And I, I just like stood there like this badass little young warrior being. And he like said to me, he didn't say it, but I heard it like, it's time to let go. Like it's time. And so I, I did. And I just like put my bow like on my back and like, he kind of just like, was like moving farther away from me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and I just felt this, this feeling of, um, of just like things that it's okay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That it's okay. He's okay. I'm okay. And I'm now actually younger and wiser 
in my essence Mm -hmm. and that he gave me a gift Mm -hmm. and that I gave him a gift. And so it was just this whole thing. So anyways, so I came out of that breath work and I felt so insanely healed that afterwards I, I kept thinking like, should I go to therapy still? And like, try to like talk things out. And I didn't feel anger anymore, which I couldn't shake that anger before this. Like I felt angry that other people had good parents or that people's parents were alive and like, like fuck them. Like they don't even know what it's like. Like I felt anger that I knew what didn't make logical sense, but I couldn't shake it. And after this, I didn't feel that at all. Like I felt so healed that even still, like it's been a month since then. And obviously I have moments where I'm sad or I'm still grieving and I'm still processing, but I feel so, um, the, the way to describe it isn't like close to my dad because I still don't feel like, Oh, I feel my dad in the room or I feel like I've never really connected with that, that like ghost thing. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, he's here and he's seeing everything that you do. Like that creeps me out. Cause it's like, okay. But like, what if I want to have sex? Like that's super creepy. <laughs> um, that's always how I felt about ghosts and stuff. Like that's oh not comforting to me. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I do feel like, um, I do feel like him passing when he did was his higher self's choice mm-hmm. because of where he he was in his life and where I am in my life and where I am right now with De Luna and with you and with the things that we're the medicine we're wanting to give the world and the the light we're wanting to shine on dark places. Like I feel that we wouldn't be able to go where we were needed to go and yet to be known where we're going um, if that didn't happen right now when it did happen. Mm. And I felt that so profoundly when I did this breath work of, okay, this is a gift. This is a launching off point. This is a, a movement, um, a transcendence yeah. and it was necessary and it was painful and it was hard. And, but you are so insanely strong. You're literally a warrior freaking princess prince like <laughs> young badass. little being badass yeah. it's supported by thousands and millions and millions and millions of other badass beings that, that you make up a part of this whole collective thing mm-hmm. and so like you're not better than anyone else because you're in this link this chain of all of these hundreds of people or millions whatever as far back as you can imagine mm-hmm. And everyone else is there too. And like, you are, you're ready. Like it's time. And like, I literally saw him birth me into that. So anyways, it was so healing and I recommend breath work and surrender to anyone wanting to heal things in them. And obviously like that's what breath works for, but really you have to like surrender and be willing to go there and to have something heal you. That's not, you know, this, what society tells you you have to do because for me, therapy was not the way. And for other people it might be, and that's totally fine. And that like, that's where they are right now. And that's great. Um, but for me, it's like, I, 
I am my greatest teacher mm-hmm. and my greatest healer. Mm-hmm. And you're connected to your highest self that lives in the quantum realm where things can heal literally in zero amount of seconds because time is not real. Yeah. And that's the other thing is that I feel like I healed. I feel like I healed. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. And I, but my brain wants to say that's not, that doesn't make sense. Like your dad passed away three months ago. Like you need five more years of grief counseling because that's what someone told you they did. Yeah. And I don't want anyone listening to think like, you know, oh, oh, she's not sad about it. She moved on so quickly. That's not the thing. It's just that I literally went back in time and held my dad and like, I felt his breath and his heartbeat underneath my face. Like I held him and I heard him and I saw the nurse. I saw what she looked like. Like I was there Mm -hmm. and he knew it. He felt me. Yeah. And so, and, and just to hear him say that it was a gift is probably one of the most healing parts, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So anyways, (laughs) that is so beautiful and crazy. It's so crazy to me. I mean, it's not crazy because we're best friends and business partners, but like there's so many parallels in our lives and there's so many parallels in our experiences, like the chain part that you were saying and like how you're saying Mm -hmm. that's like my, that we were having this experience at the same time, totally different, different places of the world, different things happening in our Mm -hmm. lives. But like, I had this experience of the chain of motherhood, like holding, they were both about birth. Like, yeah, and you were being a new essence into the world, and right. I was being birthed as like a stronger, more badass, more wise person mm-hmm. or being, mm-hmm. and bearing witness to all of the others as well that have come before me and that are going to come after me. Yeah, but also, like, we've talked about a little bit about my dad passing away in our Saturn Return episode, but, mm. um, it's crazy that we both lost our dads in our Saturn return and our other best friend, Emma, who lost her dad a little bit before me, a few years before me. But it's just yeah. crazy because as, as different as our experiences were, because I'm a different person than you and my dad was a really different person than your dad. I had mm-hmm. like a similar experience of him telling me in a meditation that him passing at the time that he did in my life was the greatest gift he's ever given me. And he used the exact same words, you know, like he he said, like before we were humans and we made the soul contract for me to be your dad and for you to be my daughter. And we, we, we figured out all of this timing in divine timing of how it was going to work out. And we chose, we chose together that I would die when you were this age and that the lessons that I would learn from him dying were the greatest gift he ever gave me as a father. And he told me that. And for me, I mean, for me, I feel like the gift was experiencing death and understanding death with love and with that sacredness and that closeness instead of fear. Like a lot of people avoid death for their whole life. They're terrified of it. It's something that seems so scary to them and they run from it and they have anxiety that like they're going to die and they, they don't have an understanding of what's going to happen after they die. So they feel fear 
and anxiety. And for me, processing my dad's passing, it opened me up to a whole new spiritual plane of understanding because of the powerful experiences that I had. And like he said, the fact that I'm giving you this now at this point in your life, like you get to live the rest of your life having this spiritual knowledge and being this wiser, more understanding, higher vibration being for the rest of your life and having this understanding. And like for you having this time, feeling that divine timing of like, okay, now because of every little thing that had to happen in this exact way, in this exact timing, now only because that happened, can you move on to the rest of your life with all of the tools, with all of the resources, with all of the wisdom, with all of the love that you needed to support you into this next like chapter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I felt that like in my core of that, um, that of him bringing me into this world Mm -hmm. and this sounds weird, but, but to him bringing me into this world to die when he did Mm -hmm. and to teach me what he did in his passing. Yeah. Um, which sounds really morbid, but it doesn't feel morbid. Yeah. It feels sacred. um, Yeah. It feels sacred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously, you know, I'm still going through the healing process. I'm still like discovering new things every day of how I feel and um, what I'm learning about myself and about other people and about how other people process grief. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel before that breath work, I felt bitter that mm-hmm. other people have life easier. Mm-hmm. But of course I know logically, you know, I have life so much easier than 95% of the planet. So, mm-hmm. you know, logically that makes sense. But in my, in my broken heart, I felt in my experience right now, you know, bitter that other people have moms that are comforting and that have dads that are alive. And, um, but now I just feel so strong Mm -hmm. and grateful for my experience because it is uniquely my own and grateful that I get to choose how, who I will show up as each day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I'm still, you know, even though I'm healing, I can still heal others. Even though I feel lost sometimes, I can still lead others towards their truth and their light. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I feel broken, I can still help other people feel whole. And so mm-hmm. just knowing that I still can choose whatever experience I want to have in this reality, regardless of circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's true for everyone. Yeah. It's like that sacred balance between these karmic fates and these soul contracts that will happen. And Mm -hmm. then the adverse side of that is your free will and you choosing your reality and choosing, you know, like you don't always get to choose the things that happen when you're in this physical form, but you always get to choose the way that you react to it with either the love, the vibration of love and gratitude or the vibration of fear and separateness. And yeah, like while we have these things that we are absolutely a hundred percent control over, we also have these things that are beyond our control in this physical realm, but we do 
have control of them on like a higher realm, like our, our highest self and our soul. Mm-hmm. And you chose everything that happened in your life for a reason. So you can learn and be the person that you're here to be. Yeah. Wow. That's so I feel like I need to like, just soak that in for like a whole day now that I've heard like, <laughs> it's just like so powerful so and amazing. And so I kind of told you this before, but in my ayahuasca vision while you're having this separate experience like even though I didn't know physically what you were doing all the time I could always feel you because I just feel connected to you in that way and um yeah in my one of my like nights of ceremony I had the opportunity to ask okay like these different people in my life like what energy can they use at this time to really heal them or like what energy can we choose me and mother ayahuasca in this moment to give them healing and I went through like a series of people like my sister and like random friends like my mom and I saw these different animals like the frog medicine the toucan medicine the medicine of the tree and like all these different things and then I asked like okay, Shayna, because I knew you were going through this grieving process. Like I knew that you were going through something in your life that was just really challenging and big and, you know, real. So I was like, okay, give it to me. Like what medicine for Shayna? And I saw this just like giant mother anaconda come like, like around me and like it'll ignite this like fire flame ring around and then like she like came in and she had this egg of life that was like sacred geometry portal rainbow egg and she was like licking it ferociously like wrapped in this ring of fire like burning away and protecting it and like setting the rest of the things free and like licking with her tongue this egg like cleaning it cleaning it cleaning it and I felt that you were this anaconda and you were this egg and that you were clearing yourself and healing yourself and lighting away all of the like negative karma or like protecting yourself clearing yourself cleaning yourself and then you were birthed out of this egg and back into the anaconda and and the anaconda was like just so powerful and sacred and like strong and then I asked the art my shaman the next day in circle I asked him okay like I had a vision of being a jaguar like what does that mean and he was like wow okay cool yes so well he didn't say cool because you know first of all he spoke quichua um but second (laughs) of all he probably didn't say cool but he was like yeah you know there's three animals here in the jungle that our ancestors have considered the most powerful animals And when they appear to you, it's a sign of like intense healing, intense spiritual power and prowess, and like a sign of your maturity that these um, animal spirits are coming to work with you and coming to be a part of your life. And so he said the three animals are the jaguar, the anaconda, and the eagle. And the shaman said, my vision was of the eagle. And so the eagle is my favorite medicine. And it's been a medicine for me since I was 15 years old. And now he's like in his late seventies. And the fact that I have this vision of a jaguar is like this, like very sacred, powerful medicine coming to help me in my life. And then you have the third one of the, the medicine of the anaconda. And so much of my experience, like, just really felt like a celebration of like being proud of us and like proud of who we are because like as beautiful and great as our lives are, we've also been through a lot of really challenging stuff and like we've been there together to move through it and to choose the highest 
reaction of it, of healing and love and bravery and being there for each other and putting in the work to do the healing, even if that meant facing fears or facing things that were uncomfortable, you know, for you going to the breathwork class and having to face it for me, like doing the ceremony and pushing past like the, the fears and doubts of other people to have my own healing experience. And like, as challenging as life can be at times, it's also just like so beautiful. And I feel so grateful to have a friend that we're like here to hold each other's hand and to walk the path, our own path, but like together next to each other. I feel like I have faced so much that like nothing scares me anymore. You know what I mean? Like I'm not afraid of failure. I'm not afraid of um, the past. I'm not afraid of whatever. Like I'm not afraid of, of shit anymore. Like <laughs> yeah. I know that I can handle it because yeah. I faced myself. I faced the fire. I have like, I really do feel like when you told me like, are telling me that about the snake, like, I feel like no bitch. Like I fuck here. I am like, mm-hmm. and I create my reality, which is this fucking egg. And I'm going to lick the yeah. shit out of it and birth <laughs> it myself. Yeah. Because I, and I do have little tests that pop up in the universe and it's like, why would I, I like, I'm never going to settle in my life yeah. ever again because yeah. why? Right. Why There's no I point. There's no point. Like yeah. I am so strong. Yeah. I, I can face whatever comes. Yeah. So like, great. And also I believe that I create my reality and that nothing hard is going to come. <laughs> so right. like, obviously it will, but I know that I will come, I will overcome it. And that I just need to keep focusing on the things that I love, the things that I want to offer the world, um, my light, other people's light, learning from as much things and as many people as possible and just being open and surrendering and focusing on that love that we all are. I really believe that we are here to collect and observe the light and the love in all things and to help other people see and observe and accept the truth that is the light and the love within themselves and how it's all Mm -hmm. connected. And I feel that in my core and I feel just so much of, of, um, that fierce snake that you were saying, on like I, everything that's ever come at me is in my arsenal. Now I'm never going to settle. Settle ever again. Oh, grateful. So good. Well, for everyone listening, um, there was our whole long story for each other. (laughs) We, we don't, we don't know if you guys wanted to hear that or not, but we wanted to share (laughs) because, um, we really feel like in everything that we do, when we take a step forward with bravery in our own lives, we feel connected to the people around us and that it empowers them to take a brave step in their life. And we feel that when you hear someone else's healing experience, it feels, makes you feel empowered to share your experience or to have your own experience. And yes. we are just living this life, two little jelly beans floating in a cloud forest and <laughs> doing our doing our thing. And we wanted sometimes to sometimes just... we're a snake, sometimes we're a jaguar. <laughs> Never sometimes know. We're jelly beans. Sometimes we're jelly beans. So we just wanted to um share this experience with you guys and be 
totally ourselves and totally open and authentic about what's going on in our lives. And um, so we hope wherever you are, if you're listening, if you made it to this far, that you know that we are actually all like a soul family. And the people who have found us on this podcast and the people that we've done readings for are our people. Like yes, literally every person we've done a reading for, we feel so connected to them to the core. And we feel so grateful that we're all doing this work together and that we're having this movement of becoming more spiritual, more connected, transcending fear, embodying love, being brave, finding healing and doing it together, holding hands, walking each other through the path. So we just want to thank you guys for being on the journey with us. And we want to honor and give gratitude to you and for your journey and your version of healing. And um, we look forward to meeting each and every single one of you someday in some form, um, or just hearing your stories on like our Instagram when you DM us or when you email us. Um, So if you guys want to continue to reach out and connect and share your stories, you know, we're always open to hearing it. Um, We do get really busy with our DMs and emails. So we get back to them when we can. And we really do our best to be able to um, give you guys the attention that you deserve when you share your stories. So thanks for the people who've reached out. And if you guys want to follow us on our Instagram, our Instagram is at dayluna. And our website is daylunalife.com. That's where you can go to see all of our offerings. That's where you can go to book a personal live one-on-one video chat reading with Shana and I so that we can go over your human design. And um, that's one of our favorite ways to meet you guys because we get to talk one-on-one and really like hear about your life and hear about the transitions that you're going through, the transformations that you're going through. And we get to reflect back to you what wisdom your human design chart has for you to support you and help you feel really connected to who you are as you move through the things in your life that are big and maybe sometimes Mm -hmm. scary and sometimes powerful and healing and crazy and all the things like we we're here for you guys and we love you guys. And we want to say thank you so much for being on this journey with us. So wherever you guys are, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and reach out to us, follow us on our Instagram so that we can follow you and get connected And um, thanks for listening.